today we are discussing a psychological phenomena mm-hmm. and it's a phenomena which explains the effectiveness of astrology and personality tests okay it's known as the barnum effect mm-hmm. but i'm not too keen on using that phrase because okay. it's just a universal phenomena it's not nothing to do with a guy named barnum or anything okay just some white guy named the phenomena after himself <laughs> right not surprising at all um yeah so this phenomena basically explains so you know when you read uh, an astrological prediction and you think oh this is so 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 accurate this applies to myself astrology must be right this guy who's making the prediction mm-hmm. must have me spot on right it explains the fallacy behind that thinking right though i don't think like that but i know a lot of people who do <laughs> yeah and i uh, put to you that the usually what happens is in these things mm-hmm. is the thing that you're reading is very is is just vague enough to apply to maybe a large fraction of humanity lots of people right but it's specific enough and you think it only applies to you and every person who reads it thinks it applies to them but if you really really think critically mm-hmm. it is usually true for a large section of the population agreed agreed do you have an example yes i have several examples but uh, there's some guy some psychologist who did this experiment on his students mm-hmm. and he presented them with this list of things about their personalities which they all thought applied just to themselves mm-hmm. and i'll just read some of them out okay um so if i say say something like in your if i say that about your personality mm-hmm. that you have a great need for other people to like and admire you would you say that's right i'll say that's definitely true do, do you say it's true for yourself that you have a tendency to be critical of yourself yes i am very crit- critical of myself a lot of times maybe all the time <laughs> <laughs> okay this is not really precise uh-huh. disciplined and self controlled outside you tend to be worrisome and insecure inside hmm true at times Hmm. Mm-hmm. How about this? At times you are extroverted, affable, sociable, mm-hmm. while at other times you are introverted, very reserved. Yeah, that so much applies to me. <laughs> Some of your aspirations tend to be pretty unrealistic. That's true again. Yeah. So, at would you say that I know you very well? <laughs> <laughs> hmm. You know me very well anyway. <laughs> I know you very well, but <laughs> this gives you a feeling that I know you better than other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it does. Yeah. Yeah, you feel seen. But mm. if you really think about it, this these descriptions I can tell also apply to me, also probably apply to every other person you know. And the words right. doing the heavy lifting here are like things like I said some of your aspirations tend to be pretty unrealistic. Some mm. of every person's aspirations tend to be un- unrealistic. Right, right. Right? You have a great need to other people to like you and admire you. Everyone wants to be liked and admired. Right. <laughs> Even if you talk about something like dreams and aspirations, I think someone who's, you know, maybe not that well educated doesn't have a lot of dreams and expectations career-wise or in terms of earning money or anything may, you know, just dream about 
being <laughs> being together with with a famous actress and they, they'll think of it like oh I, i i have this dream and this is like an unrealistic dream so everyone has some sort of uh, uh unrealistic dreams i suppose yeah i think and it's in the nature of aspirations if your dream were realistic you would probably just go and achieve them they won't remain dreams anymore and you come up with new unrealistic dreams true that so yeah and i think uh, what many people don't realize is like just how much we have in common with other people we are the same inside we have the same worries same need for aspiration same need for being liked mm-hmm. same tendency to be critical of ourselves same same inner psychology basically same inner lives rich inner lives right and um because we don't share that with people i think and when we read these we think oh other people must be different i must be like this other people are different because we don't share these inner lives with other people so when we read these personality tests or astrological predictions we think oh it's just for us mm. but we have so much more in common so much that unites us and um so less that actually divides us right mm so when you say that um how do how how should one deal with this yeah i mean i've let's say why i get some there's some person who's not aware of this let's let's say my mom my my mom believes a lot in uh, not a lot but uh, i have an aunt who's who's you know a lot into astrology even she did a couple of years of course in 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 india it's called jyotishi so she did a jyotishi course and my mom and you know she has some sort of uh, questions which are bothering her for example she she is too worried about getting me married and she would she would ask uh, <laughs> like this, every indian aunt <laughs> like any other indian mom so she would ask my 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 aunt about when uh when my son is going to get married and she would you know do all sorts of astrology calculations and give <laughs> tell my mom that you know maybe it's it's it can happen in the next 6 months but it's going to be very difficult but if you try it's still possible in that such a vague answer and my mom would be like oh that that sounds so right that lady is a genius yeah. she can, she can see the future yeah. so now <laughs> this is my mom and astrology but it could be some other person and something else so how can one you know become aware of this this phenomenon and and you know save themselves from yeah i think yeah this, and this bias these superstitions are so widespread in india but i think they do serve they can be so they're not true these predictions are probably not true you you can see the phenomena that's happening but they might still i think i would suggest they still play a useful purpose for example it might serve to lessen the anxiety of your mom mm-hmm. to believe that this lady knows that there's someone who can actually see the future um it can act as a placebo effect you know like medicines which don't really do anything in mm-hmm. real but you take them and you believe that they're working and the very fact that you believe they're working brings out a positive psych- psychological change in you Hmm. Okay, so so when you when you chose this topic for this podcast yeah. or this this phenomenon, hmm. what what were you thinking? You were thinking of thinking of it as something positive or something that 
it's sort of negative and people should be aware of what what was your your That's, thinking yeah i think it is important to know the truth and separate it from falsehoods but sometimes things are not about truth or falsity so i think it's just like i just wanted to bring to awareness the actual nature of what is happening when someone makes um someone is someone makes an astro- astrological prediction mm-hmm. or a personality diagnostic test uh they can serve useful social purposes but um they might not be true in a metaphysical sense hmm So for example Kundli is another one right like Kundli when we have lots of in, Indian marriages are such a minefield of superstitions and Kundli is one of them horoscopes you mean or horoscopes yeah when uh, the uh, Kundli is uh, Kundli is basically uh, your birth chart birth chart and yeah. uh, in Indian arranged marriages for those of you don't know um there's a usually a step in which the kundli of the bride is matched with the kundli of the groom Right. and if their birth charts don't match mm-hmm. uh sometimes uh, the marriage falls uh, marriage doesn't go forward right. because the pandit or the priest says oh you guys are not right for each other in the future mm-hmm. mars is not with you or venus is not your friend <laughs> something like that right um i think what is actually happening in that is not some cosmological forces intervening and deciding your fate but families trying to find a polite way to refuse someone who's who you think is not right right for your daughter in a practical sense <laughs> it could be it could be a use case for some they may be you know using it as a tool to say no but that's of course not true right there are people who actually believe in it and who actually see that you know the the kundlis or uh, what do you call it the, the birth charts are not matching Yeah yeah that is true many people just blindly follow it right <laughs> yeah it's a strange thing like i don't know how it started do you think the ancients actually believed in believed in planet hmm how it all started that's mm-hmm. um it's an interesting question so because they talk about all these calculations and how they say how the planets are aligning to affect what Yeah I'm actually I've always been curious the people who practice astrology like the pundits mm-hmm. do they actually believe in their own bullshit do they think do they know that they're playing this trickery in which the other people believe these vague statements that they're making apply only to them whereas they apply to a lot of people or do they know they're doing this trickery and they're you probably doing it for socially useful purposes or do they actually believe they have the secret knowledge of the universe to predict other people's fate see well there there are of course a few um um uh, uh, many who are using it to trick people but i think i think there is there there should be a huge number of priests or horoscope people i don't know what's what's the right word for them who who actually jyotishi people who who actually believe in it who they think there is it. who think there is a science behind it and it all again um, circles back to this phenomenon we we started with what's what's the name again 
might have set the world record in 100 meters mm-hmm. but he would still think he's not there there yet yeah he still wants to be you know even after, better after retiring from uh, from athletics he wanted to be a footballer he tried tried his hand or <laughs> tried his leg you should rather say <laughs> at at a at a club a football club in germany i think or somewhere in europe mm. so which which shows that you know somewhere in his heart he wanted to be um, a footballer maybe a great footballer so yeah yeah i think yeah and like usain bolt might even then maybe yeah, he you might have picked an ex- exception for example let's we, we, it's, we can think of like donald trump mm-hmm. donald trump probably would think that he is the greatest he doesn't have any unused capacity at all right or like zlatan ibrahimovic or like some very arrogant footballer who thinks they are the best they have achieved their potential and they are the best even they would think that they have some unused potential. They, even reason. they might think. Oh, yes, they might think. Because that gives them perception of even achieve, achieving more great, greatness. But like I think the point is that mm-hmm. it applies to the majority of the people. That they think that they have unused capacity. It doesn't have to be every single person. Mm-hmm. But as long as it applies to majority of people, the like, effect is there. Right. Okay. But... Um, I think what what I would want to discuss further is how can you rather one either how can you you know exploit this effect to your own benefit mm. and two how can you you know save yourself from getting duped or you know saving yourself from any kind of loss because of this effect yeah um Yes, to answer your first question, how can you exploit it? I just thought of one example, I think. Mm-hmm. You remember Apple's Apple's famous marketing campaign? Which one? The 1984? The 1984 one, which says, mm-hmm. here's to the crazy one, the mavericks, the unconventional thinkers. Well, that's not the 1984 campaign. The, that's that's like 1997, the, right? That's the late 90s, yeah. So yeah, like think different. Right. Um I think I think that was that was I think a good example of the Barnum effect. Hmm. Right. Right. It says here to the crazy ones, the misfits, the rebels, the troublemakers, the round pegs in the square square holes. That's how it starts. The one who sees things differently. I think right. reading it, I feel like, oh, he's talking about me. I am the misfit. I am the unconventional thinker. Right, right, right. Because no one likes being saying, oh, no, I am just the conventional, the boring one. <laughs> I fit in. I don't see things differently. Mm. <laughs> yeah, in fact, uh, you know this song, I'm a creep, I'm a weirdo, what's, what's mm-hmm. that? What's Radiohead. Radiohead. Yeah. Whenever I've played this song mm-hmm. for the first time in front of a friend, mm-hmm. they've always said... Oh, I, I relate did, to this song. To so that, much. Right. This, this song is so much about myself, <laughs> and I felt the same when I when I heard this song, and and I think deep down everyone thinks that they are know, different. They are different or special. They are they are they are a weirdo, <laughs> because deep down we are still the child we 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 are still the four year old child we were, and because of the constructs that society has created, we are trying to be, trying to show the so-called mature artificial side of ourselves but hmm. in the end we are still the child we were yeah and everyone is isn't that strange everyone thinks they are the outlier so if everyone is an outlier who is the normal one 
<laughs> I know, right? And I think that's the Barnum effect in play because uh, when you call someone weird, mm-hmm. that description is vague enough to apply to everyone. Yeah, of course. Ev- but everyone is weird in a different way. Yeah. And uh, a good observer of your personality would can be very specific about who you are and that would not apply to everyone. But the word weird itself or the crazy itself is vague enough mm-hmm. that everyone relates to it. Right. So I think yeah that's you so so the Barnum effect can be exploited for like marketing purposes making mm. a customer feel special as if I have this company sees me as I am. Right. Um and what was your other question? Now the question was how, how can it? you how can you save yourself from the negative effects of Barnum Barnum mm, effect from save yourself from being fooled from by being scammers fooled, fooled by, deceived yeah i mean doesn't necessarily have to be someone trying to fool you and you have to save yourself i mean it can be it can be anything where no one is consciously applying Barnum Barnum effect on you hmm um I don't know whether I want to be <laughs> I want to be do you want to be saved from the Barnum effect <laughs> mm. because it makes you feel Depends. special it's a good feeling like I remember I'm remembering this quote by some writer who said love mm-hmm. love consists in overestimating the difference between one woman from another <laughs> sorry say it again love mm-hmm. is overestimating the difference between one person and another it's hmm. so like when you s- s- fall in love with one person you think they are so different from the other person from other people basically. from other people and when you feel seen by someone you f- when you when you feel loved by someone you feel like they are the one who get you and not others whereas they might just be making general statements oh you look so beautiful you are so this you are so that right so sometimes it's better to be victims of barnum effect to feel special so if you want to if you of... want to feel special <laughs> right so instead of trying to avoid radiation i'm just raising the it. question i'm not saying that it, i'm just discussing <laughs> no but but i agree yeah. with you had i not agreed i would have something yeah. to say against it but i think <laughs> i think it, it, it makes a lot of sense like your mom right when mm-hmm. she gets that advice from her aunt mm-hmm. from her sis- sister sorry uh from the astrologer yeah. friend basically and she probably feels special she probably feels less alone she probably she feels, feels calm she feels calm yes. she gets an answer yeah yeah <laughs> but i think uh, otherwise like in a broader sense the way to save yourself would be to just develop critical awareness and an awareness of how most of us are just the same and everyone who tries to make you feel as if you are very special is probably want something from you in terms of money or some love or something like that right <laughs> that makes sense how are we doing for time we have 6 more minutes hmm Do you have any other examples of Barnum effect from your personal experience? <coughs> I have to think about it. I mean there are other kinds of personality tests like Myers-Briggs for example. 
you know those INFP INTJ or something like people yes. strongly believe in that stuff actually yeah do you believe in that hmm sort of i mean you could be an intj or ent p or whatever for a given period of time in your life and then you may switch to something else after that so for a given point of time in your life you could be or you don't think the test is generic enough to apply to a wide range any anyone can be an ifp actually it can it can your answers can depend on your mood at that time mm. and that can sway the results of your myers like briggs test mm. possible right yeah does that happen with you i can't say i can't say for yeah. sure i've just tried taking this test once a couple of years ago maybe right so i don't have a lot to say about mm. this test yeah for me i think so i think um for me many times it says infp but sometimes it says intp but i again i think like introversion extroversion itself is not like a fixed trait everyone has an introvert part everyone has an extrovert part some people probably have not explored their extrovert part or it only comes out with specific groups of people hmm um that's true but i think it would just be on the border it might have some predictability so it's not because it's not as vague hmm introvert and extrovert are specific attributes and most people identify as one or the other we can't all be introverts and we can't all be extroverts uh, but we do have part mm. we are part introvert and part extrovert right so uh, if i were to make a uh, astrological prediction about you or like a personality test prediction about you mm-hmm. and i say you are an introvert mm-hmm. i think that's too specific i don't think that would be barnum effect in play but if i say you are part sometimes introvert and you are sometimes extrovert that would i, w- I would be tricking you because that statement is true all the time for for all the people yeah or things like you get angry a lot of times but most of those times you know how to control your anger yeah that would be a bad <laughs> that's a well that just sounds did, so did you just, specific did you just make that up no i've heard this yeah, i've yeah, heard this yeah. i have i've heard this someone some astrologer told this to someone i forgot exactly whom Hmm. Whose story it is, but yeah, this is some specific. I think uh, it's just another thing. Like if the statement has a positive spin, it says something positive about you. Mm-hmm. You're like, yes, 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 that's about me. If it says something negative, is like, no, that's not me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true. So if I say, oh, sometimes you are, hmm. sometimes you show great courage, hmm. you'll be like, yes, that is me. I remember that courageous time, hmm. and that's not would you would believe not only that it's. you but you don't also believe that it's only you right <laughs> anything else to discuss no on okay. this okay we are done with parnam effect